welcome to Grumpy Gamers. You're you're here listening to me, Pete, and alongside me I've got Ben. Hello. And Eddie. Hello. No, interesting greeting, Eddie. Hmm. Very posh today. Very very posh. Jesus. Okay, that's a that's that's an interesting tone to take for the start of the episode, but slightly better than Ben's nasal tones going on in the background there. Well, so I haven't. You, you sound like shit, mate. Yeah, I've, I've been a little under the weather this week, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready to perform. Um, something like that. Way of <laughs> yes, ready for action. Uh, right. I want to take that. However you want right. to take that. Let's okay, go. You say that. Sit back and let's talk for a couple of hours. That's that's our action. <laughs> and with, with occasional muting in between by myself to cough. <laughs> that there we go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Anyway, in in other news, we will be bringing you the news. Um, this week we've got a slight change, and that Eddie's the one who's bringing us the new releases. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, that I, sounds, I am happy about that. I'm, ha- I'm very happy about that. We, we, yeah, we know. We're, yeah, we're all quite pleased about it. But let's see we're how it goes before. Well, yeah, we'll see how it yeah. goes before they're <laughs> eventually handing back the mantle to myself. But hopefully not, because <laughs> it'll smash it, I'm sure. Eddie it did take me it. like an hour and a half today to do all the fucking research for these games. So yeah, maybe I'll be shit on purpose. And I, uh, uh, I did tell you it took a long time. <sighs> That's why I only half-assed it. Guys, I think this is for the company meeting, not the actual performance, Ben. Come on, man. come on. And anyway, 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 we will then. It's right. Better let it out because he's really good at that as well. <laughs> he really puts the time into that side of it, still. Yeah. But, uh, very good. Uh, very helpful. Very helpful. Good. I'm glad. Anyway, we'll then move on to a bit of what we've been playing, where there are multiple games by most of us, it seems. So it's been a busy week. And to cap it all off, we've got the September Nintendo Direct to talk about. So, yeah, I mean, that dropped about four days ago for us on the 23rd. So we'll dive into that at the end. But to kick us off, Ben, should we should we start with the news? Yeah, um, not a huge news week from what I can no. see no, this week. No. We're clutching a bit. I mean, mm-hmm. usually, usually my the news story that I'm going to talk about makes its way into the new releases. But um, I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about the leaked October PS Plus games. Yeah. So, uh, as I said, slow news week. Um <laughs> But the rumour is that uh, the three games that will be coming, PS Plus, around about 7th of October, will be Hell Let Loose, which is for the PS5. It's a 50 versus 50 tactical shooter. And mm. I think that's actually the release date of the game. Um, so I think it's coming straight to PS Plus, which to me sounds like a very good idea, especially with um, Call of Duty and Battlefield coming up. I mean, mm-hmm. you need if you want to get a stronghold in this market when you're giving a tactical kind of first person shooter or even third person, whichever this is like the same type of game um, yeah. y- y- going on uh, PS Plus for a month would uh, certainly sounds like a good idea to me. Um, then we have Mortal Kombat 10 um, nice. and PGA Tour 2K21. And that's oh, for the PS4. So uh, straight after the Ryder Cup, we have um, we have the best golf game out there. Um, yeah. Not that you can play as any of those pros because you've got to play as your own individual player on that game. Um, yeah. You've got to have your like creative player. But it's a very very good golf game which I very much enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, but that's uh, that's the leak and that's the news story. Fantastic! Wow, Ben, you've really really half-assed it this week. Love that. But I mean, I've been, yeah. I've been ill, Pete. I've been ill. <laughs> yeah, we can hear it, Ben. We can hear it. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. And to be fair, those do look like good games. Um, so I mean, yeah, as you say, it's a slim news week. But there was one little thing I picked up that I wasn't too pleased about, 
which is that the Steam uh, beta move has suggested that they're going away from being able to play on old game versions. Game I did builds. see this. I saw this, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a feature that's beloved by the modders, the speedrunners, the achievement hunters, and they also add in game historians, which I'm sure there are some. <laughs> I would love to meet one one day. Um, but basically, it's the option to revert to an older build of any game. So many of you will be aware of the frequent updates for things like Cyberpunk. It would be using the one before the update. That's the easiest way to describe that for you. Um, with something that everyone's seen be updated a million times. But this is obviously important to players like myself and Eddie because of games like RimWorld, um, mm -hmm. where you have a ton of mods, an update comes in, all your save games yep. are immediately dead because yep. the mods won't work anymore after an update. So I don't know about you, Eddie, but I always used to roll back to the old version, play it until I was bored of that save game or until I finished one, not likely in RimWorld, but more likely in Stellaris, <laughs> um, or even Warhammer Total War, which also had this option. And then go back to the new one. Yep. Yeah. Right. And incredibly useful thing to do. And likewise, for the modders making those mods, they had to go back to the old version to find their build to update it. Mm -hmm. So it was a really valuable thing. And it had already changed once in 2020 or so, when it used to be a command line function, you just popped in and it worked. And then it became a third party tool in the background. And they got they changed that over. And now in the interests of accessibility, it's basically just gone. So what came through from uh, the Steam DB team came up that we don't know if the Steam CDM will enforce this for all games, if at all, or what other of the requirements there may be. This change will impact how the Steam database uh, operates and we'll no longer be able to track, uh, fully track file lists of all games on Steam. So, yeah, it's it's a bit of a pain, at least mm -hmm. for me, to see this going away. But I did then do a bit more research in the background and found something that made me pretty happy, which is that developers can still turn this on through beta builds. And, oh. yeah, pretty handy. Paradox, who obviously I've played a lot of games of, it's on for all of them. Every single oh, game, cool. you can roll back to every single version. The same is true for RimWorld. Oh, there you go. So would yeah. a bit, are we basically saying that any game which would have a significant community modding community, you'd think the publisher would be on the side of the modders and therefore would turn on for them? Yeah, you would sincerely sense. hope so. Now, mm. I believe it's on for Warhammer Total War, but I couldn't access it the other day, so I'm not 100% certain. Um, but it does seem to be it would have to be the modding community making sure that the voices are heard to get it kept on and that it would have to be a choice by each developer. So, right, yeah, yeah. at the beginning, I was very, very unhappy about this, but I've ended up in a place where I think you're right. And I think most modern communities are well supported enough that they'll still be able to do it. So it's probably something that people will hear about, will start to worry about, but mm -hmm. ultimately, hopefully will not affect them too much. Yeah. That would be the hope. Yeah. Yeah. OK. OK. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so what about you, Eddie? What have you? Uh, um, <clears throat> mine is about. Online advertising. So the UK's Advertising Standards Authority, or the ACA, uh, issues new guidance to tighten rules on ads for in-game spending. Um, so your loot boxes and your whatnot. So this guidance covers adverts which might appear uh, via in-game storefronts or platform stores, as well as general advertising for games, and is aimed at stopping adverts which might mislead consumers on the existence and price of microtransactions, um, how items might affect gameplay and pressure you into a purchase. However, the AC, uh, um, ASA 
conceded <laughs> a difference in games which allow you to only purchase a premium currency rather than ones which let you earn some of it too. So the conclusion um, was that the ASA uh, would treat games differently, which view as in-game currency as a direct analog to real-world money. So for those games which uh, do only offer a premium currency via real-world money, the ASA says adverts for purchases made with that premium currency must make clear how much that is actually worth. So, um, for an example, an advert for a new skin, uh, for like a weapon or your or your, your character, uh, you buy for, let's say, 2,000 um, gems, should only provide a pound or dollar equivalent for that amount. Um, or if you already have a balance of a thousand gems, for example, um, how much the remaining balance of a thousand gems will cost you to complete your purchase. Um, mm. So games should make clear in advertising if they require you to spend at least a certain amount, uh, say five pounds worth of gems, um, just to buy a virtual item worth less, uh, leaving you with a leftover balance. So misleading tags as well, um, like best offer or like most value and mm. um, FOMO inducing countdown timers are also not allowed. Good. So, yeah, yeah, there's, there's lots of good changes here. Um, when it comes to loot boxing, advertisements, um, advertising must make it clear if they exist in a game uh, with a notification on store pages at a minimum. Uh, but the ASA admitted it was not able to overstep its jurisdiction here. So basically, it doesn't the, sound like they have. The, yeah, the problem is that this is guidance, isn't it? Um, I mean, yeah. the the way that these games work so brilliantly. So take Genshin Impact, for example. That mm. has about 15 different um, types of currency for buying different things in the game that you can Fucking own in the game or 15. you can buy. Yeah, it, it's something ridiculous like that. The way that the way that these uh, gotcha games get you or anything like fifa or something like that what they need to do is they need to create a barrier between your the pound value and then what this is trying to undo is the barrier between the pound value and what you're actually buying yeah, yeah. so so in something like genshin uh, genshin impact they make you buy something to get some gems over here that you can buy some other in-game gems over here but then to do these gems over here you buy this thing and this thing over there and then by the time you get to use your final thing you have mm. no idea what the value of that was to begin with because they've mixed it up so much and that's how these games get you that's it, almost almost like saying oh our guidance this is almost like the guidance saying yeah our guidance is you uh, can't do what you're trying to do yeah all right well that's great we're still gonna do what we want to do though because that's what our <laughs> game is based on like mm. i i can't see until you get a law that comes in that says no you cannot do x like mm, it, yeah. it's just this type of thing just doesn't mean anything does it? it it doesn't mean anything but it's certainly a step in the right direction well is it though uh, to me this <laughs> to me this sounds like bad news because what you get is people go oh they've done that no, if you actually want change, it has to be like a, a law. Like you, you don't get these stop. Things like this can mm. muddy the waters because people think there's actually action when there's not. Yeah, I mean, what it is is suggesting a step in the right direction. Yeah, it, suge like, it suggests where it should go. Yeah, um, it, I mean, mm. it depends on what that guidance actually controls. I have no idea if it has any kind of impact or anything. So. Mm. It's strange because advertising is quite heavily regulated in certain aspects. 
But sadly, I, I I do think you're right, Ben. I think it is just a suggestion of a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think it is just guidance. Um, so that's that's kind of a shame. But. I mean, ultimately, you look at like games like Pokemon Unite that come out, and they're purely for with these mechanics of, well, I need to buy this thing over here to level up, but I need this thing and I need this thing, and I can buy this thing over here, but then I convert it to this thing over here. It's just like it's a minefield because, but that's the whole design of the game. So what you're saying is, oh no the games that you've already designed you can't have them anymore <laughs> that's <laughs> that's not going to happen is it like the, the games oh, are it'd out. be fantastic if they did that though. yeah it's absolutely, a, absolutely love it but that's, yes you're yeah right. it's so hard to police so hard to police and it's over multiple continents um yeah yeah that's absolutely. that's also the hard thing like what what happened with fifa when there was somewhere in scandinavia that banned mm-hmm. loot boxes and yeah, so Sweden or Denmark, yeah. yeah so i think fifa effectively had to turn that feature off in that country or something yeah but yeah. like all that does is penalize players in that country that liked that mechanic <laughs> um I don't, I don't know it's uh well it obviously helped people that were suffering from the mechanic as well but you know what i mean it, it doesn't doesn't, <laughs> yeah. doesn't uh doesn't solve the problem worldwide or anything so i don't know it's uh just it, turn it it's off a hard, everywhere it's a hard one to answer honestly mate get rid of all the gems get rid of all the bollocks you have real money in your games as well easy easy that makes it but then that makes it even more it seems even more perverse than as pay to win seems <laughs> even more pay to win exactly which it is Yes, get, but then what, what, if you want to pay to win, pay to win. But then that means yeah. that in in-game currency then just turns into real currency, but you can't actually cash it out. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. We'll so you that. know where you've thrown your money. <laughs> what? <laughs> there you go. Oh, what I've done in the game so far has a monetary value of fifteen pounds. Exactly. Oh, that's like, quite good. I'd, like, I'd, I'd actually like quite that. like that. Mm-hmm. I'd like that. I can't. Reward. I can't. I can't literally take it out of this game, but I know that I've earned fifteen pounds <laughs> yeah. worth of stuff. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I only spent two quid on the game, so that's quids in. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm with you. I've, uh, I'm, I'm with Pete. Right. I'm with you, Pete. Movement. I'm with you, Pete. No, I, I, yeah. Before you carry on, let's move on to new releases in, in case you backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. That's that's me, isn't it? That's you. Yeah. All right. Okay. So um, first one, and Pete, before you have a go at the games, uh, Ben did actually populate it with. Yeah, the games I, I saw. I saw. So, I understand. Yeah. But yeah. but but you have free license to delete any games. That's what. I Oh, do. okay. You didn't tell me that, but uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you know, Eddie, you're a grown ass man. So I don't, it's yeah. A bit, well, well here's, a long one here. <laughs> here's my thought process: is is obviously my opinion on games shouldn't be. It's not universal, so therefore I should actually include them. There are a couple in here that I went. That looks like a disgrace of game but then when i did some research in it it said like by huge popular demand of all fans of the previous one this is why but, i keep them in, Eddie. this yeah. is why I keep a lot of them in. Yeah. you know now yeah. you're now you're living what i go through so <laughs> <laughs> okay right let's start with guardians of high law um coming out september 29th um it's an action-packed unit recruitment game um to put it nicely it looks like uh kind of a plants versus zombies game do you know them that were on like mm. yeah, yeah. So the, this is one of the games that could have got cut isn't it yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it should have been cut yeah. it looks it looks like a mobile game but somehow you, made can, its way. you can usually tell when it's a game that's just coming to pc like mm, this one yeah that that could be one that could be cut but yeah strategy game situation <laughs> but sure yeah, yeah you could uh, could i said could it's a good 
All right, so Insurgency Sandstorm coming uh, to PS4 and Xbox um, September 29th. Um, that's the uh, follow-on from Insurgency, I, I assume it is. Uh, multiplayer <laughs> tactical first-person shooter. Um, yeah, it came out in 2018 on PC. Um, quite popular, I believe. On, this looks online. fucking good, don't you think? Yeah. This yeah. looks really good. I think, I think it's a really good... Um, thought process to bring that to ps4 and xbox now before you get the season of battlefield and call and the new mm. call of duty and stuff like honestly it, i saw it as a time killer before they come out for people yeah but the That's, problem is Pete, if you yeah. do it any later it just gets lost so yeah. you have to give it the opportunity yes. to Very maybe true. be a success and when i saw the trailer i thought uh i thought it looked pretty decent with the night vision and stuff like that mm-hmm. um yeah, it could could be very good for people who like COD and Battlefield and stuff. Could be could be at least a stopgap. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because everyone's going to jump on Battlefield when it comes out and forget yeah. about COD. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, next one. Um, Aeon Drive. I'm going to say. Well done. Coming. Well done. Oh, is that right? Fuck yeah. Uh, coming out PC, PS5, X, everything. Uh, even Switch. Uh, September 30th. Um, so that's an action platformer. Um, with speedrunner elements, um, it's basically a, a side scroller from the 1920s. Yeah, it didn't um, look great. Well, the, artistically, didn't look. Didn't. didn't I thought, I thought you would have liked this one. That's why I thought. Mm, okay. um, yeah, it's one of those that it really could be a great game. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But that style doesn't speak to me so much. It's got a it's lot a, of Celeste about it, hasn't it? Yeah, it's a yeah. Celeste. Yeah. It, I mean, they'll they'll no doubt call it a cyberpunk style. Mm. Um, of course, cyberpunk Mario. Yeah, it's yeah, it's um, but it could be if people like platformers, action platformers, uh, speed running, like you said. Um, yeah, Pete, does that not interest you? It looks like because you, you like no. some of those. Oh, okay. No, um, <laughs> I, I'm learning over time. We'll go into it. We'll go into it later. Right. <laughs> um, Bonfire Peaks uh, coming out on PC, PS5, PS4, Switch, um, September 30th again. That's a is like a puzzle game, um, but it looks really quite different. It's got like a cool pixelated art style. It, it yeah. looks like Minecraft Dungeons, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, that's yes. what it looks like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it looked. I thought it looked quite cool. As I said, I, I like these games with different art styles. Hmm. Yeah, not bad. There you go. No, no <laughs> thoughts on that one, Pete. Think of a shit, did you? I, I know. I looked at it once on Steam and went, nah, not for me. Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> um, well, this next one's for you then. Bubble Bobble Four Friends: The Baron's yeah. Workshop. Oh. Um, yeah. After doing some research on this, I think all this is is a, a DLC, which means you can use the Steam Workshop. But Ben included it, so here we are. No, yeah, Eddie, Eddie, I, look, I, I include everything in the list, and it's up to you to police the list. Now, um, this is a DLC, so obviously the game did well enough to get a DLC. That's what I would say about it. And it's number four as well, I mean. Yeah, there's there's three preceding games to this, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looks great. Um, Dark 3 coming to Bubble, Switch Bubble. on September Day. So there you go. So there's actually a big one. Um, that came out in 2018. Action RPG. Ben, have you played that one? I think you yeah, have. I have. I have played it. Um, I didn't really get on with it. So the previous Dark Siders oh. before this one were like Zelda clones. This one turned it into more of a Dark Souls clone. Uh, I think it was quite successful in doing that, but I didn't really like the environments. The the environment at the start very much reminded me of something like uh, from the remnant remnant from the ashes oh yeah. yeah but for some reason it just didn't click with me this game fair enough yeah, yeah it doesn't look like it yeah i don't 
I don't know why it just didn't wasn't for me. Mm. Okay, well next we've got um, Demon Skin uh, coming out on PS4, Xbox, um, Switch, September 30th again. Um, it describes itself as a brutal hack and slash game with challenging combat. Um, it kind of looks like a platform game, but it doesn't. It's almost like a 3D yes. platform game. Do you yeah. get that? This one, yeah, this one looks more my speed, by the way, just to confuse you a bit. Wow. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, it's the way they've done the environments is really good for what I believe is is a platformer essentially mm. so yeah i like the look of that a lot mm. okay mm. there you go um next is hot wheels unleashed um coming out on everything september the 30th so it's just uh it looks like a little fun driving game yeah this could yeah. be quite good for i think hot wheels games are quite popular yes with children, yes, right yeah. so yeah it could be one if you if you've got kids that are into their driving games there hasn't been one that's come out for a while so hot wheels i've heard they're quite good generally as as actual games as well I've, I've been told yeah i think so and even forza had a hot wheels um dlc to it so i think um these games are quite successful mm. oh cool um next industria coming to pc september 30th um first person <laughs> shooter a kind of fighting robots in a parallel reality i think this looks really good yeah i i mean weird because you're in east berlin in the cold yes. war with robots yes, yes. like <laughs> they, they do say in a parallel reality so maybe <laughs> they explain in the beginning like i don't know something happens and robots take over or something besides like for the robots on in the cold anyway yeah yeah is it a different cold war? no the same they, cold war? Were, they, they were all on china's side we know that Right. Okay. Chill. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, I don't know. This game looks. Um, yeah. It looks okay. I like the look of it. Fuck you. Mm. Yeah. Looks okay. Mm. Fine. No, I'm, I'm with Eddie on this one. I like the look of it as well. Thank you. Are you, are you gonna okay. buy it? Ah, I mean, we'll see what the price is. <laughs> uh, we will not see what the price is. Right, so not going to put the money where the mouth is. Uh, so, yeah, I've okay. got Steam. Which is, uh, I've got it up on Steam. Ah, oh, fuck, doesn't have a price. Yeah it's, 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 yeah, it's not released yet. That's why. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, next. Jurassic World Aftermath Part 2. Um, this is on VR coming out um, September 30th. This is, I've actually seen this about somewhere. It, they call it a suspensal survival VR adventure. Um, this looks quite fun, doesn't it? Uh, to have does. like a dinosaur game, but in VR, that might be quite fun. Yeah, I think it does look fun. I think it. Um, I think part one got really good reviews, actually, um, mm-hmm. and it's almost got this Borderland style to it. Yes, it does. Like the like the way it's everything's drawn around stuff. Yeah, yeah, it looks like, like it's got a border. Yeah, it, I do. I do know what you mean. Uh, and if anyone mm-hmm. wants to check it out, it does. It's got that kind of Borderlands aesthetic to how everything looks. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think in VR, this could be very, very cool. And part one, as I said, was really highly reviewed. So part two will no doubt be very good as well. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And you'll get many VR games coming out. Like, there are no, many exactly. good ways. So, well, that said, though, looking, looking at that one, did you guys not think suddenly, I really want to play Ark in VR? oh yeah because that was my immediate thought and then i was like wait what am i talking about how awesome how awesome (laughs) that be though yeah you and you can do apparently it is supported on oculus i believe but fuck yeah mental but yeah i mean i'd never even consider it as an option but i just reckon that would be an absolute riot yeah that's exactly yes (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) 
You feel sick as a parrot all the time, though. Oh, God, oh, that, yeah. that motion sickness would absolutely... Because you're running away from dinosaurs constantly. Um, that, that would really sick mess up. Sick as a up. parrot? Yeah, I was going to say sick as a badger, but, you know, I don't know. Sick as a parrot is the older term. I don't know where it is comes it? from. Is it? Sick as a badger is not a thing. Is it because <laughs> no. parrots are always with a pirate on a ship? So and they must be sick. sick. They've got scurvy all the time. I, I, okay. I don't know if that's the case, but sure. Well, <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, next one, the last friend um, is about Ben's life. Uh, PC Switch, September thirtieth. Uh, it came out two thousand nineteen, but this is now coming to PC and Switch. Um, interesting tower defense where you control one person. Is Have it you seen that? I looked at it. I wasn't really that interested in it. Well, I say I say interesting tower defense, as in tower defense games shouldn't be classified as games or even exist. And this looks like it's got an interesting spin on it. Mm. See what I mean? Yeah, I, just, I thought it when I saw the trailer for it, uh, it looked a bit. Uh, I don't know. It stylistically didn't draw me in, but it, it's a bit cartoony, isn't it? And it's a bit um, like it almost looks like a brawler in a way. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, I'd never play it in a million years, but I just thought it looked different from those kind of things. Right, okay. Yeah. okay. There you go. Right. <laughs> um, next one, Rogue Lords, coming out PC September 30th. Um, it's a fantasy roguelike where you play as the devil. Um, it looks like it's got Final Fantasy VII combat as well. So I, I like Final Fantasy VII combat. combat. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought this is great. I think no, yeah, well, he really would because he's fucking vampires. You fucking love vampires, don't you? It really does. It, it, stylistically, this is this is really good. The time-based combat looks excellent. Graphically, um, it's very clean, crisp, kind of cartoony graphics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, and in between turns, it seems like there's um, it's, it's not some choice mechanics and stuff like that going on. I mm. don't good i mean I'm, if it is just coming to pc it does look like a pc game um with like it looks like it'll be a mouse and a mouse yeah, troll yeah game, which is unfortunate. but um yeah i thought it looked really really good mm. okay i knew you would but yeah yes exactly <laughs> um very speak for about 15 seconds without needing to have a coughing fit so that's why i, I finished sentence you got quickly wrap up it's, it's fantastic actually because we don't have to worry about you continuing on exactly, the endless yeah. sentences yeah yeah, yeah. this is gonna be a nice snappy podcast it's fantastic holy shit we're smashing it right okay next one <laughs> Uh, big one, FIFA 22, uh, coming out on PC, PS5, Xboxes, um, PS4, um, coming out October 1st. Uh, I tried to look into this <laughs> to look for the new features, and all it said was new goalkeepers and hypermotion. I swear every FIFA game, when they go new features, it's always something motion. It's always so, something movement. Like, uh, oh, we've changed the way they move. No, you haven't. I think the new features in this one predominantly are the gameplay, as in they've slowed it down. So they've made it less like, um, you know, in the previous uh, FIFA, you'll see videos of people doing these insane skills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've made yeah. it less about that and more about the passing element. So I think what they've been really conscious of doing in this latest FIFA is reducing the number of goals scored. Good, um, good, because I fucking hate that. Yeah. Yeah. In the previous FIFA, it was like a goal fest, and and it was even like a joke at the top tier that like oh, wow. that goal that the games were just way too high scoring. So yeah. they they've taken down the pace of it. They've put more emphasis on passing, and I think it's harder to score. 
Okay. Brilliant. Excellent. Because I, yeah, that's the. I love having like a clean sheet at the end of a game. But even I used to get like three or four past me and used to go, "What the fuck? This isn't realistic." Like yeah, I mean, four, four, six goals and stuff. Oh. I mean, while we can definitely agree that's a good thing, doesn't that just sound like patch content to you? Oh like, yeah, yes. Yeah. We've made a massive game error that's ever come account. out. Yeah, exactly. Well, well yeah, it's <laughs> a patch. Like. Well, you might think that, but when people, you can't change something so fundamentally like game speed on on a game when it's been released like players you know this is a game that's used in like tournaments like proper pro tournaments oh yeah Yeah, you can't go about just fucking willy-nilly patching things like that okay it has to be (laughs) yes it is a yearly update so yeah no i mean a season update like rocket leagues Yeah, that's yeah. all you need to do with but Rocket League could charge 70 but Pete they probably make so billions of pounds but also they need they, they need to have a, a thing to sell the new game and I suppose that's 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 agreeing with you Pete that it is a small thing but they need mm. to build up like it's a, a, a totally new game and it needs to feel like that but the important thing with this it's coming out October 1st for everyone but yeah. you can you can get 10 hours um before the game comes out, if you if you sign up to EA Play, um, mm-hmm. and you can also, I mean, I I hate this behaviour. I think it's disgusting. But you can also to get the game at two or maybe three days earlier. Yeah. You can you can buy the game for ninety pounds. I think. Of course you can. Of course you can. Um, and and what that because what people are really trying to do with this first ten hours that they get to play or whatever is because cards are cheap in those days because yeah. there's no market for them. So you can get your Team of earners and people like that at reasonable prices, um, and FIFA. Not just to mention, comes... you'll also be playing people with worse teams than you, right from the bat, won't you? Yes. If you if you have a few days to build up your team, get some good players in, then everyone that joins on on October first will have the bare bones teams, and you can smash them. Well, I, I found FIFA the most fun when when you can actually win games. And what I used to like a couple of FIFAs ago when you were playing Ultimate Team was that you started in like League Ten. And then mm. uh, you had to work yeah. your way up in the leagues. But mm. in the last one, or the one before that even, I think the one that I played was two years ago, you played a few games, then it just put you into like Div 5 straight away. Like, yeah, you're like half decent. And it's like, I know what you've done is cut down my time, but actually you've cut down my time. quite a reward. Because yeah. now I'm just constantly grinding. Because mm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Div 4 player. So, mm. you know... <laughs> it's uh, i'm basically you've put you've placed me very well but now i just bounce around winning and losing yep. it's not mid table yeah. all the way yeah, yeah, yeah. Really exactly i'm west ham and <laughs> west ham like your man savage hey it was a joke you didn't have to cut into that but it's fine it's, it was a joke <laughs> Uh, anyway that's uh, ben obviously realized that we're only 20 minutes in thought you had to beef up fifa i didn't think either of you had anything to say about fifa but i had lots to say yeah yeah there you go go back to your fucking coffin um next one alan wake remastered out on pc ps5 xbox uh ps4 blah 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 um october 5th that's coming out that's from the um alan wake game that came out in 2010 the action adventure game do you guys play that one it's actually very did. good, isn't it? I, I've oh, it. Right. Yeah, really, really, really good game. It was, yeah. And uh, didn't you talk about this one a couple of weeks? Yeah, you did. You talked about this while I was off. We, we did, uh, we did. Just saying that. Because it looks very samey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I a game that's defined by difficulty to see. Yes. Kind of, it's, it's, we've updated the graphic. 
okay that, yeah, but, yeah yeah but it's got a torch p and you know you can do a lot <laughs> of torch lighting these days that's true that's uh, true it's the character renders which um kirk was banging on about them being mm. much better or something so to me it looked pretty similar but nice for alan Rick wake to get a remaster and it's definitely one that i think yeah. with a um when it does um when the gaming new games coming out does subside a bit might be one to get mm. cool um bpm or bullets per minute uh coming out ps4 and xbox um october 5th um that's so it came out in 2020, so last year on PC. Uh, a rhythm-actioned first-person shooter roguelike where you must shoot, jump, and dodge to the beat of an epic rock soundtrack. <laughs> Either of you heard of this? Yes, this looks fucking brilliant. And I think anybody who's a fan of Doom and a yes! fan... Yes! Oh, that's, that's fan... funny you said that. I've got that on my notes. I've got it looks like Doom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, you, if you're a fan of 2016 Doom or Doom Eternal and you like roguelikes as a concept this looks fucking right up your street yeah it's really really good it looks very chaotic <laughs> Don't it, looks, you think? It, looks, it looks like doom i mean doom yeah doom is yeah. exactly that hard rock um just fucking enemies everywhere but it, it's mm. just in a roguelike setting like this this could be really really good if you just put doom in a roguelike that's what it looks like from the trailer so yeah. uh yeah any anybody who likes those things crack on this this is great Cool. Um, another first-person shooter, Hell Let Loose, um, coming out on PS5 and Xbox um, Series X, October 5th. Uh, it came out in 2019 on PC. Um, so yeah, it's a multiplayer tactical first-person shooter. It looks like it's set in World War II. Um, it looks good. Again, good time to come out before Battlefield. People get there. It's the one that I talked about in the news, Eddie. Um, and it's coming to PS Plus, so it's free for PlayStation yeah. Plus owners. Yeah. Yeah. Looks good. Um. Next one, Jet the Far Shore, coming out October 5th on P- uh, PC, PS5, PS4. Um, ex- Action-adventure exploration game. Um, it's the one that we saw in the showcase. Was it a showcase? Yes. We saw this. Yes, it, yes. And we, we said about how amazing it looks good, how mm. amazing it looks there. So this does I look d- incredible, doesn't it? I didn't know it was coming out. Like, I've just... I didn't... Um... I didn't see this on your on the list. Yeah, I can see one of you's highlighted it on the <laughs> I, list. I've highlighted it just to make sure it was the same one. This game looked amazing. This it game did. looked so, so good, so relaxing. I know there's not an emphasis on combat. It's an emphasis on, on exploration. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah, a bit working around as a person. That, there's, yeah. there's, there's flying over these planets and stuff. It looked wonderful. I, I'm really looking forward to reviews on this one then. I imagine, I imagine it's a budget title release, as in like 25 quid or something. So interested to see what the reviews say on this one next week i i would put money on it reviewing very very well yeah just i just the way it looks the way it looks like it plays i, I think people will be all aboard this one i agree yeah i i agree mm, all aboard the hype train if you will choo choo um yeah i can't wait <sighs> um on to an equally good game super monkey ball banana mania it's back baby <laughs> Coming out October 5th. It's back. Fired Xbox Series X, PC4, um, and Xbox. <laughs> and Switch. Um, yeah, so it's like loads of little small fun games, I you guess. Know, you know what Super Monkey Ball is, Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this cut. this is one that I would have cut. In fact, no, I think this is the you one that... Cut this. Yeah, no, I think this is the one that went mental and said how amazing all the other ones were and stuff. So, yeah. uh, I kept this one in. <laughs> back mm. 
So are you a day one purchase for this one, Ben? No, absolutely not. It's too hard for me. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I, I've, I've bought my fair share of Super Monkey Ball games and and uh, failed at my fair share of Super Monkey Ball games. So that's enough, that's enough for me. part of a life we've never even known of, but fair enough. Collection <laughs> uh, that I started about a year and a half ago. The, one of the first first couple of games I got was Super Monkey Ball. Like, it's an wow. absolute classic. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Got on, got on the shelf over there. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Um, last one. Uh, Wasteland Three: Cult of the Holy Detonation DLC. So it's a DLC to the Wasteland Three. Um, coming out on PC, PS4, Xbox, um, October fifth. It'd be interesting to see because this is on um, Game Pass, isn't it? So it'd be interesting to yes. see if DLC is on it. Um, they but normally don't, though, do they? No, no, no they, they don't. don't. They don't, and that's why I'm intrigued. Um, so basically it looks like it's um an area of the map uh with mutant cults worship an ancient deity uh they call the holy detonation a nuclear explosion held in stasis so um it sounds like um you know in what fallout was it um mega megaton yeah megaton yeah in fallout yeah. New, sounds like no, fallout 3 yeah, well, that was Fallout 3 wasn't it yeah mm. that sounds like a kind of direct rip off um <laughs> i i uh how did we sound through do with critics? Do we know? I think oh, it did, 85. Yeah, wow. I think it did fairly well. Um, not as well as two, I don't think, but I think it did fairly well. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I, I'm wondering about this DLC because, you know, Wasteland is a very, very long game. I imagine this DLC must be a sizable 15 hour chunk or something. Mm, probably. You know, you don't release a DLC for a game like that and it'd be five, six hours or something, do you? So, yeah, um, I imagine that's quite a big chunk of content from this mm. game. I still haven't completed it. Which is it's just sad because I, I would I would say um, Wasteland Two when it came out was probably one of the top three favorite games of all time. I think um, yeah. I think it's through it's through choice of games Eddie because I think if you had less choice if there wasn't something like Game Pass and stuff like <laughs> that you you would mm. buy a game like this and you would you would love it and you'd complete it and it would be something you'd commit to for a couple of weeks. But yeah. because we've got so much choice, certain and, games and like it, just get left behind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was. Um, I'm gonna have a look now. I, I remember it being insane price, and I was very close to pulling the trigger. I think it was like 45 quid, and I was close to pulling the trigger on it. Um, so yeah, if I paid that, my god, I would have forced myself to play it endlessly. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> Shame, really. But uh, that's the benefit of Game Pass. Yes. Um, anyway, yeah. that's it. New releases. Um, quite a sizable week. Very much so, yeah. Especially when you don't edit it down. That's that's yeah. commitment, my friend. That's yeah, commitment. When you keep in the bubble games and the bananas. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, that was a good effort, Eddie. I thought that was very good. I think you've earned yourself a spot there mm. doing that every week. Good job. Fantastic work, yeah. There we go. There we go. Great. Can't wait to leave work two hours early to do this every week. <laughs> <laughs> don't pretend you don't prefer that. That's <laughs> be fair, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> okay, so it's on to what we've been playing. And um, Ben, I think you should lead us off because you were you were halfway through something last week, weren't you? Yeah, I was halfway through uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Mm-hmm. So that was the game that came out on PS4, PS5 a week ago. And, yep. um, it's been getting rave reviews uh, and it's it's uh, it's a very, very good game. That's what I can kind of conclude with it. I, I am about <laughs> an hour away from finishing it. I've played nine hours. I know it's a 10 hour game. Um, I haven't had time today to finish it off, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so i but i am i am very close i have got so last week i was very 
um very very positive about this game i was saying you know it's carrying on like this it could definitely be up there with one of my games of the year uh, yes yes you were uh, combat was very fluid the um the graphics were were very very good story seemed to be reasonably compelling our boss fights were excellent and the music was was uh very good as well um mm. what i would say now having done the vast majority of the game is that the story i don't really know what the point of it all is um it's like there's that there may be a point to why you're doing all this but there doesn't seem to be this impending doom that you're trying to and there's some like uh stuff over the world that you're trying to like clean up some the the some bad stuff that's spread and all this kind of stuff but you don't really have much of an emphasis as to why like that you really care okay. uh, and equally you don't really know much about Kana herself mm. um she was this uh this kind of spirit guide from the start and you continue to do that through the game it's not like uh she was anointed as a child and you saw that or anything or like it's not like with um horizon where aloy mm. kind of gets uh, put this mantle put on her and then she goes across the world doing things it's not quite like that so you don't have any massive affiliation with this girl Kana. um mm. despite you know being quite in tune with the character you just don't really know that much about her um then the mechanics of the game the platforming can be a little annoying and a bit hit and miss the jumping can be a hit, bit hit and miss some mm. of the controls can be a bit of hit and miss um the combat as well the iframes the invincibility frames when you're rolling and stuff seem mm. to be all over the place um not very consistent like if you're trying to do a no hit of this game i, I don't think that could, you couldn't rely on it um and equally <laughs> when you're trying to do certain mechanics like there's certain abilities you could do with the little pikmin characters the rot you hold down r2 and you press square and you do this like massive hammer move it doesn't sometimes it's you have to like unclick r2 and do it again because it's not quite registered it and stuff like that so it's not quite as fluid as i first thought but with all that said and done it was made by 12 people it's an indie game it's their first game and it's fucking phenomenal for that yeah so it's a splendid game it it feels great it's engaging it's got its flaws it's not triple a tight um but it's it's an excellent game and for the price that i think it's uh, i think it's a reduced cost title of 30 and 30 35 pounds <clears throat> excellent. excellent for that's the release price fantastic game uh, yeah okay mm. never heard a term splendid to describe a computer game before but here yeah. we go okay there you go i mean it's, it's perfectly fitting uh <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it was a 1920s platformer you mentioned earlier, Eddie. If we were, if we were back in a, uh, yeah. damn it, what was the, what was the time period? Uh, then, it guess, was right? New York 1960s, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. that famous time in the Prohibition. In the yeah. Prohibition. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. Yeah. Sadly, 1920s actually is Prohibition, so it's, it doesn't work. Anyway, anyway. Uh, all right, so, I'll go next. Should I? No. no. Oh, right. I've, no, played a, I've played a brand new game, Eddie. Come on. No. I know. Like a game that came out two weeks ago. Go on. Please, ago. please lead. I'm intrigued. Is that, <laughs> I, bet, I bet, Eddie, I bet it's on Game Pass. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. yeah. It's on Game Pass. Yeah. There we go. Uh, so this is The Artful Escape. Lovely. So I don't know how much you, you've heard about this, but it's, it's an interesting one. 
I'll give you that. Um, and obviously, it's been relatively big news for something that seems like quite a niche subject matter. But I don't, I don't really know how to describe this, except that it's a really high production platform game, like insanely artsy platform game. And I can't even really tell you much about mechanics because there aren't that many. But it's really, really enjoyable. Like, it's a short game. It's got incredibly good dialogue and writing. In And I mean, that includes performances from people like Lena Headey, uh, Mark Strong, Carl Weathers. Yeah. Like, decent high-level actors in here. Um, And one of the first lines you hear in pretty much the second level is, we're going on a ride across the dilated pupils of the cosmos. Jesus. To give you a start point. Yeah, yeah. So this, this is a story about a musician. And... Does he have substances thing. that help him by any no, chance? By... No, he, no, he doesn't, apparently. Uh, at least you never see them at any stage. Um, uh, but, it, I mean, even the guy who created the game, his name is Johnny Galvatron. He used to be the lead singer for a band called the Galvatrons. That's not his name. It's his adopted name, Ben. Um, <laughs> but he goes by Johnny Galvatron. He was in part of a band called the Galvatrons and then decided to make this game. And you start out as pretty much a Bob Dylan clone and through it hit all the notes of glam rock that you can imagine. Like, I'm talking Queen, Def Leppard, all of that sort of stuff comes into it. And it's really, really good fun. It's only about four and a half hours long, um, but you spend most of that with an insane soundtrack through these incredible environments. The amount of effort they've put into the environment is mad. They are gorgeous. Um, And it's pretty much a whirlwind right to the end. The Yeah. It, I played it in two sittings with about an hour between them. Like, wow. it was, yeah, it just pulled me straight back in the moment I put it down. Wow. And then when, when you finish it, you come away going like, that was awesome, but I wish it was harder. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's the only, much like Genesis Noir um, a few months ago, I did come out of it going, that was awesome, but I wish it felt like there was a sense of achievement as opposed to feeling like you've watched a film. That's an experience rather than a... Yeah. Yeah, okay, I got you. You're almost a passenger in the game. You don't feel like one all the time because you are constantly doing things with it, but none of it is difficult. Do you, like, die and stuff like that if you can get things wrong? I'm, I mean, if you, like, if you're at certain points, you can be sliding along, playing an insanely big guitar riff down gigantic valleys and jumping, and if you miss a jump, no, no cost. You just bounce back at the beginning of the slope and just carry on. Oh, and right, it's okay. so fast, there's no real loss. There's no punishment. Yeah, that's it. But they so don't want was... you to have that. They want you to have the continuous experience to take it. Exactly, yeah. And for that purpose, it nails it. And the supporting cast of characters are fantastic. Um, Mark Strong as Star Gordon, who's sort of a talent representation dragon thing. Fantastic. Um, Lena Headey's character is fantastic. And Carl Weathers' character steals the show for a good half the game. So it's, yeah, it's really well put together. It's a really, really high production value platformer. Which also, Eddie, was why I stopped you on Aeon Drive earlier. I think I've realised it's the higher production value ones that I really like. The ones that feel like it's 2021 where you're playing a platformer. Yeah. I like that. I don't like the ones where it feels like it's 1996 and I'm playing a platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, which shows why things like Ori and This really capture me and things like Celeste and Aeon Drive just don't. I get you. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it came out, I came out of it going, I think there was an even better game here that you just didn't quite make. 
Um, I'm, lo- I'm looking at the actors. Holy shit. I mean, you mad, just said names it? and I'm terrible. Now, I, I recognise Carl Weathers, but that's only because yeah. he played himself in Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, but the rest, holy shit, like Mark Strong. I love Mark Strong. Yeah, um, Mark Strong's incredible and he's really good in this. And Lena Headey, obviously, is yeah, from Game of Thrones. Yes, exactly. So I didn't know. And I even know um, Jason um, Schwartzman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in some really good comedies. Oh, fuck me. They, they've really splashed out on these people, haven't they? Well, this was the thing. And I mean, the backstory behind this game with the Australian lead singer who, when the band gave up, decided to make a game. And the fact that they started this with like $17,000, like Aussie dollars. Right. And then they did a Kickstarter and got about the same amount again, even though they'd aimed for more. Mm. And then they ended up needing a small business grant in 2017 to keep it going. So it's like, it doesn't seem like they did, but I'm really interested in how they got the talent in there. Like, and then, but then Microsoft came along and offered them a Game Pass check, and uh, yeah, that, that helped yeah. as well. I mean, I'm sure that's helped recoup it afterwards. But <laughs> I'm not sure they had that when they were engaging Carl Weathers. Who, who so, knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's one of those where if you've got look, Ben, I know you love a four-hour experience. Um, I do, yeah. And if it's one of those, if you've got four hours to kill and you're looking for something on Game Pass, this one absolutely smashes it. This could be, I'd be interested in playing this if we, if you thought this was going to, would you think this is in the Game of the Year discussion so far? Yes. Yeah. Well, wow. It's definitely, it's definitely one that I then. It's definitely yeah, one that I Yeah, thing. I may have undersold it there by saying like, I can't help feeling there was a better game in there. But yeah, it's really up there. It takes a lot for a game for me to just sit down and play even a four and a half hour game in pretty much one sitting with a gap. Well, yeah, I'd, ex- I'd expect you to play a few hours and then go, okay, I get it. It's not for me, but we'll move on. But to actually play it through to completion in one day? Yeah, mm. yeah, and that tells you quite a lot. And of this kind of game, it's the best one I've seen in ages. Lovely. Wow, mm. bloody hell. That is muted praise. <laughs> <laughs> I just really wish they'd made some parts really hard. I'm not going to spoil it because they're important parts of the game, but I just wish yeah. they were hard as hell and yeah. not... And that was the bit that left me a bit like, ah, damn it. Okay. So, but you but are yeah. a gamer like that in the sense of like, you love really hard stuff, don't you? Yeah, I like being no, I absolutely say like that. brutally yeah. punished. Yes, I shouldn't have said it like that either. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> we can die I like a dark game route, experience yeah. that is torturous. Uh, yes. Hang on. Phrasing yeah. this is tricky still, but yeah, you get my point. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the same. I like for things to come at me, you know? <laughs> Oh, okay, we should move on. Um, I, I, I played Diablo 2. Should we move on to Diablo 2? Let's move on to Diablo 2. Okay. okay, Diablo 2 Resurrected came out uh, last week. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, I... <laughs> so, yeah. we, we, need, we need a moment, don't we? <laughs> well, you ain't going to fucking cut it, are you? No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to. No, I realised that recently. Yeah, definitely not. Well, anyway, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, go on. Yeah. Diablo Tell 2. Diablo 2. Well, yeah, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Uh, it came out last week. Uh, I was really, really excited for it. So, and with it was a bundle to get Diablo 3 because I previously had it physically and I, I had uh, sold it after I'd had my fun with it. But you could buy the bundled pack together um for a, for a good price so i picked that up started playing diablo 2 i was enjoying it um but i couldn't quite like kind of shift the thing of like okay diablo 3 was one of my favorite games 
for when I played yeah. it a couple of years ago. And it is one of, in my head, it's one of my favorite games. Um, yeah. And I was playing Diablo 2 and I was like, well, there seemed to be, this seems very much to be a PC game. So I had a, I bought it on Switch so I could have it handheld, which it performs uh, nicely on Switch, absolutely fine. Um, I am a bit jealous of the PlayStation and Xbox players because it does look markedly better on that. I think it basically looks like <laughs> the old PC version. It doesn't look like a remaster on the Switch. Um, oh, wow. But... Um, there were there were just several things which I quality of life things which I I would have kind of hoped that they would put into a remaster but they obviously haven't. Um, mm. So inventory management, you can't see the stats of items that you're picking up. You have to basically like kind of try and pick them up, put them in your inventory, see what the stats are, then drop them again, then pick up the old item. And if you can't actually fit it in your inventory, that's even worse. You've got to clear out space pick it up, see what the stats are, drop it again, yeah. pick up all your other stuff. It's just a bit of a ball ache when you're not on a mouse and keyboard. Um, the, the map as well it gets revealed as you go around, but it didn't seem to have any kind of an overall map button where you could reveal the whole space that you'd seen before. It only had the map around you, like in your, in mm. your immediate proximity. Um, and then you really have to go quite close to somewhere to get a quest marker or anything like that pop up. So all the environments that you start with, uh, start in, they're kind of procedurally generated. Um, and it's always different every time you log into a particular area. So you always have, so the, the next, the place to the route to the next place is never in the same place, etc. So you have to always do that searching. Um, and, I, I, that's that's kind of fine but sometimes i found myself like aimlessly walking around saying, well where where's the place and then after like 10 minutes like, oh it was that thing there and it wasn't really it was that cave there which i didn't know was a cave it was kind of like nondescript kind of thing um mm. and there's so general identification of stuff on the maps is very dated and the whole when you die uh your corpse is where you left it and then you either have to retrieve it um, or you can load the game back out and load back in. Your corpse kind of goes back to the hub area, but you lose all your gold. Mm. It's just a bit, <laughs> it's just a bit like, it, it's almost designed. I, I know how this was designed and I know how this would have been great and a real grind fest and playing with your mates and all that kind of stuff would be good. But then I, I couldn't, as I said, I couldn't quite help uh, like feeling, yeah, but Diablo 3 was fucking insane like for the casual diablo player like me um mm. it was it was insane now i can't speak to diablo 2 for like the hardcores i i think for the hardcores it probably is so if you've used if you played diablo 2 re- uh years ago and you want some nostalgia probably recommend it for that because it's an upgrade from that version fantastic mm. um but if you've played diablo 3 and only diablo 3 I wouldn't necessarily recommend Diablo 2. So I went and played Diablo 3 again this week and I'm yeah. having a fucking blast. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, Diablo 3 is fucking brilliant. Uh, I started again as a witch <laughs> this time. Uh, the, the difference is just absolutely mind-blowing for a casual player like me because it's got all the quality yeah. of life things. It's got um, uh, a better story. It's got um, better map system, better quest markers, better, better every the graphically the dungeons like everything is seamless and better. The the item pickups to tell you what's better than the previous items, the skills. It's just 
all just designed for console like the the wheel and everything it's everything is just for console whereas this other diablo 2 the inventory was still the old inventory management where it's like you have a number of spaces that get filled and it's saying you try yeah. and fit in the spaces and stuff um and i know there was a 12 year gap between diablo 2 which is year 2000 and uh 2012 which was the initial diablo 3 release and they have so many re-releases and stuff since um but diablo 3 is like almost perfection in terms of these types of games for me as a casual diablo player uh as i said i can't attest to what a top tier diablo player would be um would feel towards diablo 2 diablo 3 but for me diablo 3 is just so far ahead of diablo 2 it's very hard for me to go to diablo 2 after 3 um so it was it was it was interesting how you how you did that as well because you kind of you turn around there and you sort of talked about quality of life and yeah i can see i can see all the improvements that were made between 2 and 3 and you mentioned look and feel yeah 12 year difference so i can see that you just threw story in there in the middle of it i like yes. that because you didn't yeah. leave any time for me to go ah hang on um <laughs> what i mean by done. what i mean by story is diablo 3 from the outset is mm-hmm. very story driven uh it's it's like the cutscenes, the characters the dialogue like it's just constantly throwing it at you whereas diablo 2 has the story but it's more you have to go from place to place to understand the grind to grind to area to area and it's it's a bit more elongated and but diablo 3 leads you down an immediate path of story like it it's like this place is being attacked you're here uh speak to this person oh no they've captured this person over here you've got to save this person it's very it's more like you'd expect with a normal rpg yeah that Uh, is true whereas diablo 2 isn't quite like that it's it's more of like go and discover things and so the overall story could be is equally as good i'm just telling i'm just saying diablo 3 has a modern style of rpg storytelling yeah um, execution yeah and it's it's just it's that delivery of story which because Mm. i'm a modern i've got used to modern games uh, and i've never i hadn't played two before very hard for me to go back to that having experienced three um but this just makes me so so excited to play four when it comes yeah. out yeah and and i'm loving three again so i'm actually <laughs> glad that diablo 2 came out because now i'm just I, i've put in hours and hours on three since it's come out <laughs> like three is a new game to play oh my god but no, three is so good like it's yeah. so so good i'm 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 all aboard that diablo 3 train again <laughs> fantastic well now, now I guess Eddie, we can finally let you tell yours. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Um, I am playing Imperion Galactic Survival. Um, probably not a very popular game, or not popular, I should say. Uh, well known. Um, it's by Ideon Game Studios, who are an indie developer. I've had a look into them. It is so difficult to find information about these guys, um, but. Uh, uh, they're, they're not releasing any information about themselves, which is quite interesting. Uh, but they've only ever developed this game. Um, okay. It came out early access in 2015, um, but didn't come out full release until last year, August last year. Um, we all know I love a game that's been in early access for a long time. Um, I bought it um, last year um, for £6. It's it's 15 quid full price. Um, I, I just want to set the scene a bit here. Fifteen pound full price, but it's always on deal. Um, I mean, right now it's on forty percent deal for nine pounds uh, on <laughs> Steam. So it's an open world sandbox adventure game. 
Um, the devs' words on it, um, a game that uniquely combines elements from space simulations, ego shooters, construction games, and survival games. Um, the way I would describe it is it's a mix of four games. I would say it's between Minecraft, Space Engineers, No Man's Sky, and Elite Dangerous. Um, wow, that's quite a combo. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the reason why I've come up with these space engineers because space engineers is all about kind of building um, yeah. your spaceship and and it brings in like clever um, physics based um, you know elements and stuff. So it, it's got that. It's very Minecraft with its um, base building. Mm. Um, it's all you know block based and you change what angles the blocks are and whatever. Um, it's very No Man's Sky. As, uh, because it's all yeah. you know in space and all you go to planets and you do things in space and go to space stations it's very heavily influenced by, well it's not heavily influenced by it but it's very similar to that mm-hmm. um and then elite dangerous because of the the battles in in space like no man's sky didn't really have the good like battles that you had it really got <laughs> shit for that um so what do i think of the game um i i think it's absolutely incredible um, it's a bit weird because when I got it uh, last year, I think I played it for, I think it was like eight hours or five to yeah. eight hours, which for me is nothing. Um, I think I didn't like it. It wasn't fully released at the time. So that's probably why. And I remember it didn't really have a story. So it probably was difficult for me to kind of get off and, and, and find out what to do with it because it's a game where you can do everything. So if you don't have someone to kind of point you in the right direction, it's really difficult um, to kind of get going. So first of all, the the base building and ship building is incredible. Uh, the base building, it's got loads of different things that you can do. Um, it all um, works with with like real life systems so you can have a cpu you can't overcharge it you have to build things that make sure your cpu gets higher else you know things will blow up um same with power you have to have generators they need to be fueled by things so you can either have it with you know fuel that you can like mine and stuff or you can do like solar panels and things like that so everything needs to be fueled in a certain way um same with the ships you need thrusters and it's so detailed that if I once built a ship and I was sitting there and I was like, why the fuck I, I can move forward, but I can't take off. And I looked into it and obviously one of the Reddit posts said, have you put thrusters facing downwards? And I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> no, I just fucking stuck eight at the back so I could go a hundred miles an hour, but I couldn't fucking get off the ground. Um, it's the same with left and right. I couldn't go left and right. I could only go forward, which I guess is a good outlook in life, but not if you're trying to build a spaceship. Trust me. Especially when you've built your hatch above you, you just keep on into the wall in front of you which is really annoying um but again with, with these kind of physics it's really good right so when you're having a battle when someone's shooting at you it damages the blocks that obviously mm. the weapons have hit now that seems like you know that, all right that seems like everything but what's so fucking cool after a mission i'm struggling to do something and i open up the, the every every machine or spaceship or building has its own control panel screen where you can see the details of everything and i saw that like my warp drive got damaged to like 10 percent, so it couldn't use it um mm. my thrusters were like on 10 percent. my oxygen tank had blown up um so i all of a sudden I, I was wondering why the fuck I couldn't breathe anymore and I died. It was because I didn't realise that my fucking O2 tank had gone. It'd just been blown up because obviously that's where uh, the weapons... Same with on one of my battles, I couldn't move forward. I had to fly back 
backwards to my base on a planet backwards <laughs> the whole way because from where I was running away from the spaceships, they blew up all my rear thrusters. So I had to fucking reverse all the way home, which took a long time. But yeah, like, um, yeah, look, it's brilliant for that. It, uh, as in, it it really makes you think about things. There's loads of awe-inspiring moments. So the the planets are really nice, and they're all different. Uh, they've got the different biomes. They've got different areas. Each faction has their own places. Um, so there's. I can't remember a game. I've taken, I, I looked at this afternoon, um, 10 screenshots during my gameplay. Now, that doesn't nice. seem a lot, but I think I think No Man's Sky, I took one. And I think <laughs> that's all the screenshots I've ever taken of any game. Um, I might have been Skyrim, actually, to be fair. I thought Skyrim was quite beautiful, so I've probably got a couple in the backlog there. Um, but there's so many moments where I'm, like, flying off planet and the sun sets, like, you know, setting over the horizon. And, it just, and you see the hills and the mountains and... You know when you get those in those game moments where you're like, that's fucking cool, actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's got that. There's no limitations. You can do anything. You can be a trader. You can be a farmer. You can you can kind of do it. So if if you're in those kind of games, it, what's good is it has people attack your base the the factions that don't like you so even if you're one of those people like a, a good minecrafter mm. who just like building up their base and having a huge impressive place and you, you still got the exciting element that people come and fight you um, so this is a proper sandbox then isn't it there's it, no it's, no story it's weird it's mm. got a story um okay. which it never used to i know that for a fact because it's what put me off in the first place but <laughs> it's 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 one of those games that it sh they shouldn't have a story because it's one of those like Minecraft you should make your own story. But having said that, the story is bloody brilliant wow. because for a start it pointed me in the direct direction, and second of all it came up with scenarios where I know for a fact if I didn't do the story I wouldn't have come in scenarios. So there's two stories yeah. that I'll, I'll yeah. tell you very quickly. Is one where I was um, on on a brewery. And all of a sudden, it was being attacked by the enemy faction. And all of a sudden, these ships came out of anywhere. And there was about 30 people. I quickly had to jetpack up to a high area so I could use my sniper. And I never would have been in one of those situations if I didn't. And there was another scenario where I was um, I was mining something. Uh, no, I wasn't mining something. I was discovering a ship uh, on one of the stories. I won't go into too much in case someone wants to play this. But And then all of a sudden, these drones came out of nowhere. Now, that's fine. I've been attacked by drones before, but there were so many that I had to get the fuck out of Dodge. So I got my <laughs> ship, and this is what's so cool. I accidentally, I was too busy looking in my rearview mirror at all the fucking drones that were following me. I'd looked up front, and there's a capital ship. Now, in this game, you can have your hover vessels, you can have your normal ships, and you can have capital ships, which are normally in space, but these things are fucking massive. Because these are what you dock your main vessels to. Yeah, so These yeah. things are huge. And of course, they've got about 20 to 30 miniguns on them. So I got <laughs> fucking blown out of the water. But there's just so many moments. When you've got a game that you can do anything, there are so many moments that that can be huge moments in your gaming life, but you don't experience them because you don't do that kind of thing. You just yeah. like mining or building up a base like me. Um, <laughs> so it's good that it's got a story. Um, it's not It's not like a, a world-ending story. You know, it, it, it makes you do the next thing. So. Yeah all you can expect but it's it's nothing you know special um other good things there's no loading uh, you you can wow. literally go yeah i mean when you warp you can tell that's a loading screen but it mm. only lasts for like a couple seconds um but everything else when you go off uh off your planets or into stations and stuff there's there's nothing there um it seems to be alive everywhere 
it, even when I was in space, I was driving through space and I, I put my scanner and I found this um, this um, fucking cl- nightclub. So I found a nightclub and I drove in and there was like 50 people in there all having a dance. Uh, so it feels alive everywhere. It, it's it's you know what I'm comparing it to is is No Man's Sky. When I played No yeah. Man's Sky, granted it was when it first came out when it was absolute shite. I was going everywhere and everywhere felt dead, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know you played at the beginning and it just felt everything felt dead. You didn't feel like you were part of a universe at all. You felt like very lonely. I guess probably like in space real life. But yeah, <laughs> that's why great. I gave up. That's why I gave up because it, it doesn't have that. It's got nothing. There's no reason. Yeah. Yeah. No reason for doing. Exactly. No reason to do it. You you need that thing that keeps on. And that's why something simple like um the enemy attacking your base, in my opinion, is huge in a game like this because yeah. else I just feel bored. I just do my farming and I'd be like, why am I eating? Why am yeah. I drinking? Why am I doing this? Um. Why am I getting buffs from this certain thing? What's the point? Because no one... But then when they attack you, you go like, oh, shit, I should have actually buffed up that or whatever. Um, mm. Negatives. Obviously, most most game reviews I normally slander, but this one, I've got two points. It's so obviously not a AAA game. Um, <laughs> now, what I mean like that, there are some bad moments where something will just disappear right through you. But the, the biggest one for me, I went to this nightclub I mentioned earlier, mm. and me it every single person was doing the exact same dance move the exact same way <laughs> do you know what I mean? it's so immersion breaking where everyone and perfect then I coordination start. though yeah perfect <laughs> coordination i tried talking to one of them one of them's talking back to me going like what can i get and i'm like can i see your wares he's like yeah no problem well fucking break dancing <laughs> <laughs> you basically you just broke in on a flash dance situation I that's did. what this was <laughs> and i felt bad because i couldn't do the same fucking dance move <laughs> Even the guards were doing it. I, I was so confused. <laughs> but you know, what I mean, it's so it's so obviously like someone's done the programming there, and they, and they can't, they don't have time or or the resources to do loads of different codes and shit. So they've just gone fuck it. Everyone do the exact same yeah, dancing. This is what dancing is in our universe. There's one kind. Prove it. Prove me wrong. It's a larger scale <laughs> town of <laughs> footloose. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens in the future, right? Everyone does the exact same dance move. Um. And it would be interesting um, to see how much I enjoy the game after I complete the story. Yeah, I was going to ask. Ooh, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm only I'm only about halfway through the story um, at the moment. But, but what's good about these games is you use the story and then you go like like right now I'm building a capital ship because mm. I got radiation uh, sickness on a planet where I, I I was in a different solar system to my home base. So I had to get my fucking ship and walk all the way back to my home system, go back to my home planet just to fucking drink a milk or something. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think <laughs> milk is that got rid of radiation <laughs> I don't know because I drink four pints of milk a day, so even if I had it, I wouldn't know. So there you go. Um, but yes, yeah, so right now it, it's one of those games that you know, you know the story guides you, and then you go, well, actually, I need a better this, so I'm going to run away and get that weapon or whatever. So I'm only halfway through the story, but yeah, I. I'm really intrigued if when I finish the story, will I, you know, Karen playing it for the, you know, base attack elements or yeah. for the improving uh, relations with my neighbors element? You know, there, there are things like in games like that that do keep me, but it, I, I'd be really intrigued. Uh, so I'll obviously let you know when I complete it. Um, my overall arc, um, 
it's the best game I've played in a very long time. Um, it makes me want to get up in the morning early and stay up late at night, which I haven't had about a game since Bannerlord. And even then, Bannerlord really didn't give me that. I, I remember being quite unimpressed with it. I'm pretty sure on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. very unimpressed. Yeah. <laughs> something about traits or something. Yeah, not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking trait system. Sort it out. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, thank God the missus has been away this week because I've 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 chucked some. I think I'm about up to fifty hours on this bad boy. It's it's fantastic. Um, I've looked at the the reviews. They haven't got a Metacritic um, review, but it's ninety. It's eighty one percent on Steam and it's ninety four percent on Google. So I think people, other people, are thinking the same. So excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know you. I know you've you've said you've kind of been playing this for the last couple of weeks, and you're trying to build up like a proper view of it before you wanted to talk about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to, I because I I played it. Um, was it two? Weeks, I started it two weeks ago, and I um I was playing it, and I thought this is brilliant. But like like all my fucking reviews, like all my games that I play, I find holes in games, and then I destroy them. As you well know, so <laughs> yes, I yeah. I didn't want to after ten hours go this get like I've just said now this game is amazing I love it and then the next week go hang on actually this is fucking shit because I can't then come back on and go it's the worst game I've ever played so I wanted to give it the time of day it, it it's it's really had some moments where I've really been on the edge of my seat I had this moment where I was mining and I I saw all oh, dr- incoming drone and I thought oh that's fine and then I realised my ship was on the other side of the asteroid. And, of course, that's where the fucking drone was going from. So I had to dance around this fucking asteroid until I got back into my ship because all I had was a pistol on me. It, it's it's those gaming moments that I, – I, I remember Skyrim moments when it first came out, like where Pete got yeeted by the fucking uh, uh, yes. giant. Glorious. Glorious times. <laughs> he got sent across the fucking yeah. thing. I mean, I remember that, what, like eight years later? So. <laughs> yeah. It's it's it, gaming is all about those moments and yeah right now it's given me it's already given me like ten moments so absolutely loving it I I if you're into your Minecraft slash um, No Man's Sky I I couldn't couldn't recommend it more uh, it's six quid at the moment so oh wow that's awesome yeah that's awesome. yeah mm. okay well I'm shocked at how positive you were but that also sounds like exactly my type of game so I might have to check that out <laughs> definitely. Um, I yeah, mm. now it's it's almost time for the feature. But before we move on, Ben, you you've been playing a little bit of something else as well, haven't you? Yeah, I've been playing the Halo Infinite. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have. Multiplayer flight, uh, the latest flight one. Um, <clears throat> this last weekend, so I'm uh, I've got my opinions on on how uh, how it's I'm running. I'm shocked. <laughs> um, I met you once. <laughs> I think I think we can safely say if you were. Um, on the fence or you were nervous about how Halo was going to be was going to perform um, given kind of the noise around the co-op stuff on the campaign and is the multiplayer late that when we saw it <laughs> we saw it a year ago and it graphically wasn't fantastic it was horrendous like, it's you can rest easy this this Halo looks and feels really really tight feels feels really really good i'll tell you what it reminds me of um halo 3 but as you remember it then and now what i'm trying to say is if you went back and played halo 3 on the master chief collection you realize how dated it is <laughs> yeah, but, but when you played it it was so fresh and modern so mm. take that feeling of halo 3 but then put it in a modern halo shooter and yeah. that's what it feels like the guns look and feel brilliant 
Uh, they really pack that punch. The the maps that I've played have been good. The power weapons, the grapple hook going on, that's mm. very very fun. Um, yeah, playing against real people this weekend, it was it was excellent. Had to, I quite liked it that not everyone knew the maps because yeah, that's always huge. Yeah, it was yeah. So, it's, yeah. so it's very good. So like you can have some real good competitive games but you always had to i felt like i was always earning my earning my points like it was mm. it was very i was on the edge of my seat it was uh you know it was a spot it was a it was a big difference from a split gate kind of yeah, uh, kd to a to yeah. a, a one for one slash slightly below here we go here we go this but is yeah well i was i was <laughs> This is what I was worried about when I logged on to my first game. I was like, oh, God, right, I haven't played Halo for a while. Let's see how it goes. And I got, uh, I think it was 11 kills, 11 deaths. I was like, okay, we can play. It's fine. It's fine. We're okay. We're okay. And then, but yeah, it was just, it was really, really fun. Like uh, the different game modes as well. Played a bit of Capture the Flag, played a bit of the the uh, Secure, the different areas type one. Mm. Very, very fun. Uh, they've got an AI feature. So you, um, you got an AI that kind of uh, could speak to you during the battles, like you it tell you some useful information and stuff. But you can customize that, so you can yeah. have different like different computer AIs, and one of them could be like really nervous and stuff. <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, it's quite good. And like I speak to Kirk about it uh, earlier because he managed to play some over this weekend as well, because um, we both got in on the on the beta test, and awesome. he uh, he had exactly the same feelings that i did he'd spoken to one of his friends who also played it and everyone's just like safe that this game is looking really tight and really good fantastic um cool. yeah i I'm, I'm really now very very excited for it i can't wait for the campaign and i can't wait to play this game with friends as well like to go mm. around in a squad of four um you know when you're actually giving each other instructions and meeting in the same places actually playing it as a team yeah uh, it's going to be really really fun um next week is the big team battles so i'll have some more thoughts next week on next week's pods about uh the the big team battle which i think is 20 20 on 20 fantastic so okay. and they'll have vehicles in and stuff like that but mm-hmm. yeah just really um was really really impressed with the feel of it um and, and the look of it i thought it looked very very good um, and I know that Splitgate, we're saying that Splitgate was going to be Halo's main competitor, but yeah. Halo's, I think Halo's done enough now. Like, this, <laughs> this is going to be very good. Very, very good. Two hours of Halo in your past Splitgate. Well, no, I, pl- no, I played it. <laughs> so I played it for two nights, and then okay. today, for t- today, I played it a bit this afternoon. Um, so you can still play um, on the bot mode. So mm. there's a training mode where you can play with bots and you can put them up to like uh they've got four different levels of bots um so you can make it hard for yourself and you can try out the guns then try it's just fun so i just had i just had 20 minutes just like bashing around against the bots just there's no you're not keeping score or anything it's just fun it's just continuous you were losing to the bots weren't you (laughs) <laughs> well, I, was, I, I started to own the bots a bit too much so i had to, I had to crank up that difficulty but it's um but yeah no it's just fun it was just a really good game and i think you can still play with the bots until next weekend i imagine Perfect. um so yeah i'll get a lot more halo in this week uh a few more, a few God, more there's maps. gonna be some people training intensely on there yeah yeah there will be <laughs> there's like what two and a bit months until it's properly yeah released. yeah it's gonna be 8th of December, but I'm looking mm. forward to the campaign to be honest, and that's what we haven't seen much of. But mm. if if it's in any 
way, shape, or form, like near the near where the multiplayer's at. Um, you at least know the mechanics of the gunplay and the look of the game. Like graphically, it looked good. Yeah. Look excellent. The guns feel very good. The new um, modernization of like the needler and the plasma rifle and stuff just feels and looks good. Um, so, yeah, very very impressed. God, I haven't shot a needler in a game in ages. That's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing Halo again. It's almost yeah, like yeah. I wanted to play it about this time last year. But yeah, yeah, um, that would have been nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had the skate then though. You wouldn't have had the skate. That's true. That's true. But it's almost here, finally. And finally, we, we reach our feature. We do. We yeah, do. which, as you, as you know, is the Nintendo Direct for September. So Yay. <laughs> I can tell you had similar feelings to me, Eddie. Love that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I know at least one of us here was very keen on this. At I was least very in, keen. in theory. Did we, did we all watch the Direct? Is that... we, we did. We did. Yeah. We- Oh, fantastic. Well, we had to. <laughs> well, we, we did, but I never know of you, Eddie. I don't know. <laughs> wow. But, okay, well, shall we, we'll run through it then. We'll run through what was at the event. Um, yeah. They started off with a Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak DLC. Mm. They didn't, I don't think they really showed anything. They teed it up. Um, yeah, they with, showed nothing. Yeah, not the best start. No. <laughs> no. Let's move on. Monster Hunter mm. game. Great game, but... Uh, uh that's that's great this dlc um then there was mario party superstars again a lot of people are quite hyped about this nintendo community it's um it's a mario party game what more can you say um other than you know is it do you guys know what mario party is no oh it's it's basically a board (laughs) game it's mario board game where the different like uh stops on it will be mini games um okay but yeah it's, it's it really is an excellent game to play with your family if you've got kids uh, or you imagine like Christmas Day kind of thing. It's that type of game. It's like instead of a board game, you play the board game on the TV. Um, right. Yeah, of course. But you can play online this time. Like that's why it's big. And they brought back some N64 maps. So people are actually liking this. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Just just while, while you say that, Eddie, how are you feeling at this point in the Nintendo Direct? Um, well... Like I, like I wish I didn't need to watch it, but apparently there I didn't go. fucking yep. need to. I need to remember that for the next one. I don't, I don't think it would have got any better for you on the next game show. No, no, it didn't. It didn't. Um, so <laughs> Voice of Cards, Isle of Dragon Rules. Um, <laughs> I've written on the top. Jesus, not my type of game. Um, it's, it's basically a card game, but everything is represented by cards. So that's the heroes, the villains, the towns, the merchants, yeah. uh, and based battles like. Uh, it looks like a decent art style for that type of game. It's like it's like the art behind Octopath Traveler. It's not like the pixelated yeah. art. It's the it's the art behind it. Like when you have the images of the characters and stuff when they're drawn artistic artistically. It's like that style. Yeah. But um, that game certainly does not look like it's anything for me. Um, no. So we'll move on. It, at this point, I I was in complete agreement. Not a stellar start. I mean. Yeah, phrasing it that way makes it sound better than it was. Terrible start would be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're quibbling. Yeah, we're quibbling. No, 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 great. I mean, there's some people that would have been liking Mario Party. There's True. no doubt. And and mm. for those that are still balls deep in Monster Hunter, yes. That's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, not a stellar start for most of us. They then showed Disco Elysium Final Cut, which finally is coming to Switch. And it seems like they sorted out the kind of text issue because that's a lot bigger on screen. 
Yeah. Which is not... always going to be the major mechanical problem yeah. for them, wasn't it? Because it, it's not just a PC port then. Mm. Uh, so that's available for digital download on the 12th of October and for physical release in 2022, which is a bit annoying that if you want this game, you'd probably want it physically. Yeah. So you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, like you have to buy it digitally. And yeah. Anyway, that seems to be a trend now, a really annoying trend with games. Mm. Um, then there was some Hyrule Warriors DLC. I don't play this game fine if you do great new story content stages so that's good um so at least they got their zelda tick for the direct though yeah yeah you've got a, if you can get a zelda tick you can get a mario tick you know nintendo fans are generally well they're never happy but you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> then we had chocobo gp mm. which i've never seen a more mario kart game that was not oh, mario yeah. like yeah. It almost seemed like this was a reskin of Mario Kart. It kind of feels like one, doesn't so it? This, so, the Chocobo Racing, that was in Final Fantasy VII, right? Yes. Did this is really nothing s- like it. Did they really say <laughs> spin off of Chocobo Racing? Uh, no, this is, no, <laughs> nothing like that, Christ. But, um, <laughs> kind of Chocobo Racing spin off after that, I, I'm unsure, but this seems mm. to be Chocobos from Final Fantasy. Um,. Well, yeah, I mean, it's got Final Fantasy characters mixed in there as well. In a, in a, re, in a reskin yeah. of Mario Kart, and it's coming mm. in 2022, so there we go. Um, so, yeah, the director was not looking stellar at this point, but then I, I obviously, <laughs> obviously think the next game was actually quite good, and it has been getting rave kind of hype afterwards. Uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. This one actually mm. looks quite promising. Kirby notoriously has been a character that I have not uh, got on well uh, with. Yeah, no, nothing I don't care about at all. Um, kid, He's a character. pink blob. Yeah. Kids, yeah. Character. But um, this looked very good. It, it's a 3D kind of sandbox open world game. Mm. Uh, looked like it. they showed some kind of cool boss elements. Uh, and the setting, and this, I thought this immediately, and it was amazing, the memes coming out afterwards, uh, that this is very much a, looked like a Nintendo Last of Us interpretation. Um, and definitely, definitely See what I mean, overgrown. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was looking at this yeah, and I was yeah, like, oh, it's, is this Last of Us? <laughs> and mm. Then all the memes afterwards, very, very good. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to that now. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it's a purchase for me, but um, I think that game will do quite well. And it's about time that Kirby got a 3D, fully 3D game. So very good. Um, then they had a non-announcement of <laughs> getting a direct sometime in october for some november content update mm. uh, so basically they showed a kind of a coffee shop door opening and yeah it was a strange moment mm. i'm gonna I mean, be honest there isn't a coffee shop in animal crossing at the moment and everyone expects there to be all right well this this <laughs> it needs an update because they've kind of <laughs> it's like this game sold like 35 million copies and they they haven't released that much content for it. It's just a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, but they could do with some, so that's uh, direct coming soon. Um, Mario Golf then got some shadow dropped DLC for free, which is new characters and courses, which is exactly what the game needed because it was a bit bare. But the show, yeah, bit bare of the show. <laughs> Jesus, I love Mario Golf. I think it looks great. Yeah, but <laughs> the game originally was a bit bare bones, so mm. good to see new characters and uh, and new courses. I think it was two new courses. Um, then they showed Disney Magical World Two. Yeah, it's a re- it's a it's a remake or remaster of a 2015 3DS game, so that's 
fine. Yeah, I, I found it weird because aren't they basically claiming Winnie the Pooh in that as well? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Which I just I don't see yeah, that as a Disney IP, but they made a big deal. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean, Do you think that the people look really scary? Their fucking eyes look. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, thought, I think that's a hangover from this being a 3DS game. Mm. Like that they can't properly graphically render it. <laughs> You know what upset me as well was how small was Winnie the Pooh? I, Sam, I always yeah. pictured Winnie the Pooh quite, well, not big, but maybe because he's always next to the pink it. Yeah, he's a bear, for God's sake. You know, yeah. He's half the size of the person. Yeah. Well, he's a Winnie the Pooh. I, mean. I, I, I didn't expect us to be having that much conversation about this game. Well, the, the, you, you didn't know this about me, Ben, but did you know that I'm named after Christopher Robin, the uh, person of Winnie the Pooh? Because it's my mum's favourite wow. book. No, I Fair do. enough. There you go. And our listeners are probably saying, oh, aren't you called Eddie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, Christopher Robin's middle name is Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> your, your name is Chris, but let's say, yeah, Eddie. Um, Eddie. Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, then, actually, the direct started to pick up then. So we've, 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 we've had a bit of dross to start with, uh, but now we're getting to the real stuff. No, Co- Through the middle. Yeah. After, after Sony revealed that there was a remake of KOTOR coming uh, mm-hmm. the other week, uh, the Switch has revealed that the original KOTOR is coming to uh, the Switch <laughs> on the 11th of November. So as you would expect, the Switch is getting the uh, very old game, but nevertheless, an absolute masterpiece. Yes, uh, it Yeah, it's coming, uh, coming, coming to Switch, so... It's it's a must buy for any Star Wars fan who has a Switch. So are it's, you buying it? Yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah. There we go. It's, okay. It's the it's best. It's the best Star Wars game that I've ever played. Uh, mm. I imagine it's most people's best favorite Star Wars game. I suppose it's it's in the sequel between the two of them for sure. Oh, this this thing. Where's the second one? Do that yeah. one. Well, they're still working on that, Ben. You know, yes. when, there's, when there's a remake announced, they'll bring out the, the yeah. sequel. Yes. <laughs> if they had released a bundle of one and two, I think uh, that would have, uh, that would have really been fucking brilliant. I would have yeah, thrown my... That's like 50 hours then of solid gameplay. Yes. And I've played the first one a number of times on a number of different platforms. I even had it on my fucking mobile. Mm. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, remember, I remember being in a hotel room away of work having that on a mobile and and bringing a controller along with me so I could play KOTOR on my mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While all your colleagues are out having beers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was in the hotel room just now, I've got to finish KOTOR. Um, Loving it. <laughs> second one, that never gets the time of day in terms of um, getting ported no, onto it, different... No, it really should. It's fantastic as well. It's, it's another brilliant game, yeah. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Mechanically, much, much better as well. Yes, story the, slightly worse, but you can never match up to a to an original that has that bigger twist. Yeah, the story uh, was slightly worse, but the combat was a lot better. Oh god, yeah, and like force lightning your way around, fantastic. Yeah, Just so much better second game. Yeah. So so that that was announced 11th of November. Then we had um, Dying Light uh, is coming to the Switch um, on the 9th of October. Mm-hmm. It's got a lovely collectible edition as well, which is very good. Um, and it's running natively off a off a cart, unlike um, Dying Light 2, which is also coming to the Switch because that's being released in February next year. However, that will just be the cloud version. Um, so, and it really is kind of the best that we can hope for with the Switch, with these really tip top next gen games. 
Um, mm. You're not going to get Dying Light 2 working on the Switch. I bet getting Dying Light 1 working natively on the Switch was was an effort. It's just yeah. like the Witch. The Witcher was an effort. I think Dying Light <laughs> 1 would be. I think if if that runs smoothly, like fair play. Um, but yeah, Dying Light 2 will be coming to the Switch if you've got good enough internet connection. There will be a demo to test out in February next year, so look forward to that one. Um, then uh, this is a game I think that um, you'd previously said that you liked the look of Eddie. Um, it was previously called Project Triangle Strategy, so that was the code name for this game. And uh, it uh, they they dropped the word project and just left it with uh, Triangle Strategy. So yeah. um, <laughs> a big, a big a big uh, uh, a big twist on the name there. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's coming out the fourth of March. Uh, it's that beautiful Octopath Traveler style game, yeah. um, but it's got the kind of square based combat like kind of like Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a big Switch release, I think, and I think it's going to be timed exclusive um, because we know what happened with Octopath that that came to Game Pass. Uh, about a year after or something so um i imagine it's a timed exclusive but i really really like the look of this game it looks looks wonderful from an art perspective absolutely it's beautiful doesn't it i know we said it before when it was in the original direct that it looked great but um Mm. i think people will be pumped for this game i I, if this game sells a million copies that could be really really good um even i'd play this yeah 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 so wait for it to come on game pass no no doubt (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Uh, then they showed a bit more metroid dread that's out on the 8th of october looking phenomenal yeah. uh, as, as a side uh, a lot of the previews for metroid dread came out today so a lot of people were invited to nintendo hq across in various countries to play metroid dread and all the previews dropped today and they are all singing the praises of this game that yeah. it, it is absolutely fantastic so i cannot wait for that to be a day one purchase for me I know it would um, be, but I'm happy to hear you a day one purchase. Yes. I think it looks great. Like, yeah. yeah. It's what, if I had a Switch, I'd be right here for this. Yeah, yeah because it, it's that, it, and it's a bit more, Metroid games are bit thinking, you've got to think a bit. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for it. Um, then, the big big kind of reveal of the presentation. Do you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about in, the, in the news that we had uh, Nate the Hate, Nate Drake, he yeah. said uh, yeah. about N64 games coming to the Switch yeah. and that it's mm. going to be on a tiered new service, uh, a new cost yes. um, for Nintendo Online. And they revealed exactly that. So Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack, they're calling it. Mm. Um, so N64 games are coming. And um, yeah. we don't have any information on how much the additional cost for the expansion uh, pack will be. I imagine it'll be around 15 quid. Uh, something like that for the for the year. Pure speculation. Love it. Well, yeah. yeah, just chuck a number out there. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. A lot of people have come out and said that uh, the expectations around thirty five dollars, thirty to thirty five dollars. So it's currently I renewed my membership switch online the other day. It was seventeen pounds. Right. Okay. So uh, to say another fifteen on top of that for this would, I think that'd be fairly reasonable to almost double the cost of it. It's not. It, it as soon as you put more money on it, it becomes a bit more comparable to something like Game Pass, yeah, uh, or um, the PlayStation uh, PS Plus, and they don't want to do that because there's yeah. not enough content. So they don't want to do that. But the initial selection of games that are coming to the N64 
look bloody brilliant. You're getting Ocarina of Time, you're getting uh, Mario 64, you get Mario Tennis. Um, it's just a really solid selection of games. And not only that, they showed a selection of games that are coming in the in the not too distant future. And there's Majora's Mask, uh, mm. F Zero is on that list, and Banjo Kazooie, uh, mm. which is a rare game and that's uh, rare owned by Microsoft. So it's very weird to see that coming to <laughs> this, uh, this download service. So pretty, pretty great. Um, and equally, they also revealed that um, Sega Mega Drive games were coming to uh, the online service. Yeah. So Sega Genesis in America, but everywhere else is Sega Mega Drive. Um, interestingly, I think of the 12 or so games that released, I think nine or 10 of them are already on the Switch, but you just have to pay for them. So it's <laughs> yeah. a deviation, but um, it's pretty cool that, that both those consoles are being added to this service and more games will be added over time. And they are actually releasing sega mega drive co- uh, controller and an n64 controller that you can use with your switch mm. so that was pretty cool i to me at this point i was i was like that is very cool that is that that is brilliant i thought you were sold on it yeah i was absolutely sold and the fact that f-zero is coming to uh it will be coming to that service and you can play online these games are online Mm. so you can race with people online and stuff that i think that's just phenomenal so i've got to admit i saw the sega mega drives uh games and it did take me down memory lane a bit in there games yeah. i even forgot about like, what's that dolphin one echo Echoed is that yeah. yeah god you play that i played that as a kid yeah Jeez. yeah i, I I'm, I'm really looking forward to this I'm, I'm all in on that so very very pleased to finally see that um then there was a game called shadow run trilogy i wasn't really aware of these older games but uh uh they look quite good look a bit of me to be honest uh tactical sci-fi uh rpgs from paradox pete yeah i did wonder if you'd like the look of that um, yeah it's not something i've ever had any exposure to but i've seen them on um i think gog gog oh, yeah. a few times and considered them so uh, yeah i'd be interested to know what they're like hmm. well they're coming in 2022 to the switch Bloody um hell, i'm in yeah, then, then, yeah. <laughs> it's taken a while. Things take a while to get to Switch. I'm, I'm with you there, Pete, because like <laughs> this is the type of thing which is like surely it should just be Shadow Drop because like you don't go that these games from many many years ago coming in 2022. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's a bit weird. Yeah, I think the first one of these was released '93. And yeah, anyway, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been a yeah, while. Yeah. They finally got the tech on. Switch. I suppose releasing it in 2021, 2022. I mean, it came out in '93. I mean, it was, it was split hairs <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah, we um, need a bit more time, guys. Honestly, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> release it. Don't release it. It doesn't really matter at this point. <laughs> um, then some older games, older than those. Are, well, I don't know. What, yeah, Castlevania Advance Collection uh, mm. was shadow dropped. Um, people were really buzzing about this whole school collection. Actually, it's the um, updated versions of the gba and snes games uh, yeah. they've added like rewind mechanics and save uh, extra save features to it and stuff mm. so people are all about that um yeah there's a huge fan base for castlevania and with good reason like absolutely yeah, yeah. Mm. i mean they, they are classics. Play. yeah they are classics. um and then there's act razor renaissance yeah uh, no idea what this was no mm. uh it was shadowed <laughs> true I, I mean i thought that that would be something you'd like it was just i'm surprised you haven't bought it then ben <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but it, it looked like something i definitely wouldn't like <laughs> yes yes that is very it was, true. it was a side-scrolling action game uh yeah it was released 
at the point of presentation but sometimes you get some really great shadow drops with these nintendo especially on the indie directs you do yeah. uh, but not not so much here on this one <laughs> no. No. however the next one was quite good um if you are an undertale fan uh peter you're an undertale fan at all i wouldn't call myself one okay well <laughs> it is a cult classic rpg undertale yeah. um and then the almost sequel to it it's in a parallel universe yeah. or something. it's delta rune uh and chapter one and that came out a couple years ago um and they've just released a free update to chapter one which yeah. is chapter two and that was shadow dropped out the presentation so um delta rune chapter two is now available if you were ever interested in chapter one or if you ever had an interest in undertale then check out delta rune yeah um but then, then the presentation took a twist, didn't it? It really did. A massive, massive twist. Yes. So at this point, like, I've never seen this in a Nintendo Direct where they start talking about something which isn't computer games. Um, they then started talking about the Super Mario movie, which is coming out in summer of next year. They didn't show any of the movie or how the characters looked or anything like that. They just, all sounded. No, all sounded. <laughs> yeah. But they just said who was playing the different roles in the film. Mm. Um, and Mario is to be played by Chris Pratt. Yeah. Um, Luigi is to be played by Charlie Day. Yeah. Uh, Jack Black will be Bowser. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and Seth Rogen will be uh, Donkey Kong. <laughs> uh, and Anya Taylor-Joy, who I, I believe uh, is the female lead in yes. Queen's Gambit. Yeah, she's Queen's Gambit lead and yeah, several she, other things lately, though, isn't she? She's uh, Princess Peach. Yeah. So this this has been getting weird. Like, people have even been laughing at this or hating on it or whatever. I'm into it. Like, great that you're getting big actors to do this stuff. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a strange one because I was so taken aback by this being in, introduced into it that I almost laughed anyway, but it wasn't like this ridiculous it was just like what is going on i i laughed because they just showed headshots they just yeah. showed so they yeah. said they showed chris pratt and then they said um then they what did they say like he's a really cool guy yeah that was it. <laughs> and then they just said like we we can't wait to see what chris san will do with this role or something like that just the way of the, the words to these headshots they just went through a number of headshots <laughs> it, it felt like to me that someone had just given the person a script and gone right quickly that's what you need to say that's yeah. what it felt it felt awkward yes it, it, yeah. felt, it, it felt put together but but equally i thought like on what i really like they just seemed like almost very proud that they'd mm. that all these mm. hollywood a-listers were doing the film. I, can I, fair, can it's a I hell of a say, fucking lineup. <laughs> it's an incredible lineup. But can insane. I just say, I want Luigi to be done in the style of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's the <laughs> energy I want Charlie Day to be channeling yeah. for this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's. No one a, else. Everyone else, pure Mario. Charlie Day, he, just like that. <laughs> he's an incredible cast. Oh, it's an incredible cast. <laughs> So, that's, yeah. so but yeah like i i don't think you can but you, people always complain and people laugh and people go like what the hell but well, yeah I come on treat because i mean they're, they're italian of uh, mario and luigi and they they have that accent don't they 
So, yeah. uh, Chris Pratt, is Chris Pratt going to do that accent the Let's whole time? Let's not ask those questions. And Let's therefore, is that... See. I think Therefore, isn't that racist because they're interpreting No, no. That, that, let's that, wait and see it. That is the question that's being asked, but we don't know the answer to it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they just didn't. Um, yeah. I wouldn't okay. be surprised. If they didn't. Uh, and I, to, to be honest, like the reaction to this and questions like that and stuff, it's it's almost like they're throwing, obviously throwing a lot of money at this film. Oh, gotcha. So like just, just, it'll either be good or it'll be bad and it doesn't matter like yeah. just just let them do what they're doing they're throwing a lot of money at it they're trying to make it the best film they possibly can and listen the people get worked up online about this it's just like <laughs> jesus whether this film is good or bad it does not affect your pathetic wow. to the thing to remember as well is it could be so bad that it's almost as good as being good well, you know what I mean? But that that becomes yeah. that becomes less probable when you actually try to make it good. So you know, some things are like really bad, they're good. But when yes. when something is like tried so hard to be good, it then doesn't usually turn to that. Yeah. But it's like you know, we had the same thing when you when you have like Detective Pikachu and the Sonic movie and stuff, and they're actually very good. They've actually learned quite a bit from those films, I bet. And just just let it run its course. It's yeah, yeah I love that they're pumping money into this. And and a lot of people have said like, well, the the voice actor of Mario throughout the generations, mm-hmm. uh, I forget his name, sorry, but he um he is in the film, but he's not voicing Mario, so he's just gonna have some bit part characters. But right. people are like, oh, isn't that a shame that they're not using him? Mm. No, because you know the film they have to sell the film they have to sell tickets and they think this is the best direction and that's what they're doing the other guy's not a household name and and he's still in the film and that that's just that's just business yeah it it had to be the way if it if it it was the normal guy then it wouldn't even be a movie it wouldn't even be announced would it let's be honest yeah no offense to the guy it's just basically a cartoon that you could really a cartoon yeah yeah Yeah. exactly this is turning it into uh, an a-list film if you're not so absolutely yeah. I'm, I'm 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 into it i mean into look it. how good uh lego movie was if we're going to compare it to a listers in, <laughs> in animated i mean lego movie was fucking amazing Chris, absolutely Pratt loved that Pratt yes it was, was it? yeah main character yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so he's got previous he has got previous and and these films themselves like detective pikachu and sonic stuff they've got previous for being good mm. so I, I can't confirm that but yeah yeah i mean i've, I've seen none of them i i like both of them i thought they were both really quite good um yeah, anyway, moving on. Uh, last two games that were then shown. Uh, mm. The next one was Splatoon 3. I thought you'd be really pleased yeah, about that. Yeah, I thought you'd be excited about that one. I was, yeah. pleased, I was pleased to see it, you know. I was just... The the problem is they said 2022 and no specific date. Um, mm. But they... It kind of gave a nod to the story mode being a bit more focused this time. Like, the last time, it was released as a multiplayer game. They added story mode in afterwards, and it wasn't really a story so to say it was more of like a collection of levels which yeah. it was very loosely connected to a story now i think this will be more story based in the actual single player which is would be really nice to see the multiplayer is obviously can be very good but the last game was almost like it was called splatoon 2 but it's almost like splatoon 1.5 mm-hmm. um, and that was more because nobody really had a wii u so yeah. splatoon 1 had sold well but they didn't have many 
consoles to sell on so they do a little bit of a splatoon 2 slash splatoon 1.5 and then then it sells very well on the switch so and and don't forget that this is in japan people are mental for this game and as soon as this direct because this direct aired at uh, at a different time it was 11 p.m in the uk um and that was because it was for a more favorable time for the japanese audience as yeah. soon as i heard that i was like splatoon's gonna be at this event because <laughs> it's huge over there it's absolutely monstrous so um yeah it was really nintendo's good. pretty big over there yeah <laughs> just a little bit yeah, yeah does splatoon, make sense. splatoon is one of the biggest franchises i mean yeah i know i know it drops off a little bit as as you go outside of um japan but it's it's a huge game but so that was nice to see and the last one um bayonetta 3 yep. so they finally showed bayonetta 3 after announcing it originally uh four to five years ago um it was a bit of a fake out because they showed the dog from astral train uh, astral chain at the start so people probably were thinking astral chain 2 and then they're thinking why is astral chain 2 coming up before bayonetta but yeah fine <laughs> um but it's also a very good time to show it because do you remember project eve was shown at the sony event uh the other week and and people were like oh this is great and even you guys are saying that oh project eve looked very good um but bayonetta is the original it's the it's the one that all that kind of stylistic stuff is based off um and she even made a joke at the start of it um that bayonetta said that uh it seems i'm unfashionably late uh (laughs) Almost uh, a nod to the fact that the development had te- they just because they just got dark on it. Yeah. Um, not much has been heard since 2017, to be honest. Um, it looks decent, but what I did think was that the environments they in all the bayonetas they look a bit lackluster. Um, but this did look particularly grey, and I think we're starting to see the cracks in the Nintendo hardware being able to being able to really keep up drive these premier offerings because bayonetta is a switch exclusive it's a big franchise it's pretty well known um and it, it's hard i think it's finding it hard to keep up um with yeah what it, it wants to do it may well be what was slowing down development as well don't you think um yes trying mm. to run this like trying to get it as optimized as physically possible otherwise they end up with a situation where things like project eve are doing what they do better and yes. that's that's a sincere problem for them. Well, I think uh, Bayonetta's main thing has always been gameplay. Mm. Um, yeah. And it looked like it had that in spades. But the but the 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 issue is we are in a there is a market now where games look absolutely fucking insane. And yeah. when you get a game like Project Eve come out, when you get someone who's got a Switch and that and isn't sold on the Bayonetta franchise because it's a pretty big franchise, but it's not epically big no, um, yeah. is somebody just going to opt for Project Eve um, so I, d- I don't know about Bayonetta to be honest Like I've never been a huge Bayonetta fan I've played uh, played a bit of the first one um, never been a huge fan the style never got me because that kind of style along with Devil May Cry and all that kind of stuff is not really for me um, I'll, 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 I'll get this, I'll play it um, but this didn't do much to sell it to me to be honest um it i've got the same level of hype before and after this trailer yeah <laughs> but um yeah that, that that was the conclusion of the direct and overall uh to me to me it was it was really the n64 stuff that propelled it but i thought that was pretty damn good i had no real expectations for the event at all 
Mm. fucking damn good to be honest Um, okay well i mean that's good to know because you are one of the target audience like you're who they're aiming at the the only thing i would have wanted changed is that dates to be a bit more specific around splatoon (laughs) like and bayonetta 2022 it's like yeah splatoon it's nice to know that it's coming in 2022 (laughs) i mean i mean i assumed as much but like nothing was really gained uh, if you know what I mean. So I, and it was nice to see KOTOR coming as well. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. stuff was fantastic. That sells it to me. So, um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a fairly decent direct. Excellent. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult for me, obviously, because it's not my realm, but yeah. there were a few things in there. I thought Metro Dread really does look great. And the fact that it's a week oh. away, basically. Oh, that's going to pop. That is. Yeah. And wait, Seeing KOTOR being spread to further people is always a plus. Um, mm. And I, I actually, as much as I find it insane that it's happening, the Super Mario movie stuff did amuse me. And the reaction yeah. to it amused me Same. even more. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I can see there's an awful lot in there as well. They really do. They pack it in. Like, it's not like the PlayStation ones, which occasionally it feels like they're giving you too much of things. These, they rifle <laughs> through it. It's it's rare that I stay up for an event like this. Like I've stayed up for a few of the Sony ones, and I've just been I can't sleep afterwards because I'm furious. Yeah. <laughs> but it's rare that I I go to sleep very peacefully afterwards. Yeah. I was like, okay, that was absolutely fine. But I, again, I went in there expecting nothing. Yeah. yeah. And, and I th- I feel like most people who complain about a direct, it's because they want to see one thing. They want fucking F zero. Yeah. or something like that they they want something or they want new breath of the wild 2 footage or something and if they don't get it they're like oh fucking shit that's this shit. whole thing was shit Actually, yeah. no, you yeah. said it. i wish yeah. i'd seen something about breath of the wild 2 but no yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole thing's but, shit but if you go in with no expectations and you mm. go well whatever comes comes yeah because like you could have gone well where's fucking hollow knight silk song yeah like where but, is no, that we, fucking we've been bit? saying that for a long time now but, but, but they've been saying that like for a long time, they've gone, oh, it won't be in the indirect. It's too big a game now. It's going to be in the main direct. So mm. I, I could have easily seen that here. Yeah. But it wasn't. Like, so, And you get a lot of people, if you're a massive Hollow Knight fan, you might be very, very like disappointed after this I'm, event. I'm more irritated about, now about it the more you say. So thank you for that. <laughs> I'll, stop, I'll stop bringing up things that could have been direct. Because <laughs> yeah. you've got to remember that Silk Song will probably come out on PC at the same time, and I'll love it. But yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So let's not mention that one because that is a, a sore wound. But anyway, if anyone had anything they wanted to complain about or send you hate mail over your judgment on, how would they get in touch, Ben? Um, you can email us at podcast at grumpygamers.co.uk and you can tweet us at grumpygamerspod. Fantastic. But for this week, I think it's GG. 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 GG.